Hey everyone, thanks for joining again today. Today we're going to be looking at uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. And I want to start off by asking you a question. How important do you think the church is, or do you think the church is important at all? Do you think that you even have to attend a worship service? Do you have to even be part of a church? Well, I've heard many times uh, throughout my life that uh, people say, give me Jesus, yes, but I don't really want the church. I don't like this organized religion. Um, Well, I don't really believe that's a possibility that you can have one without the other. The church is the bride of Christ. And the church is not to be separated from the groom, which is Christ. Jesus gave his life for the church, according to Acts 20, 28. It says, therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. So the church is important enough to Jesus that he died for her. Ephesians and Colossians both speak of how he is the head of the church. Uh, These things say to me that Jesus felt the church was extremely important. And if he felt it was extremely important, we should feel it was extremely important. So let's read our text today. These things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I am delayed, I write that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in glory. Paul hoped that he could come and see Timothy face to face. You ever had a friend who moved away or you moved away? I mean, this friend was such a good friend that you missed his company or her company so much that all you could think about is one day I'd like to see them again. One day I'd like to be face to face with them again. Well, that's kind of where Paul's at. Remember, Paul saw, met a lot of folks on his journeys, his missionary journeys. And he wanted to go back and see those folks, see how those churches were doing. Um, I think it's always interesting to think about churches that maybe you and I have attended before and uh, the people that we came to meet there and how we look forward to meeting them again, uh, how we'd like to see them again in this life. But if not, we hope that we will see them in eternity. Tell Paul felt about Timothy. But he says to Timothy, if I'm delayed, there is a way you need to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and true ground of truth. When he talks about the house of God, he's not talking about a building. The church is not a building. A building is just a convenience. The church is the people who are in the building. But also notice he says that this group of people must stand for the truth. 
Now, the church is not the source of truth. The word of God is the source of truth. The church does not have the right to change the truth of God's word. Our job as the body of Christ is to uphold and to teach the truth of God's word. Paul then explains some of these truths of the gospel that seem to be kind of hidden, and so he brings them out. And he says, God was manifested in the flesh. In Philippians chapter two, starting in verse five and reading down through about verses eight and nine, it talks about how Jesus gave up equality with God to come down and to be a man, how God became flesh and dwelt among us. And then he also says that he went to the cross and gave his life for us. He was justified by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit raising him from the dead showed that the debt of man's sin was fully paid and we had the opportunity to be free if we chose to follow Christ. He also was seen by angels. Now we know he was seen by angels when he was tempted in the desert. It says the angels came and ministered to him. Um, And we know at his death, at his resurrection, that uh, there were angels at the tomb. The gospel was to be preached to the Gentiles, not just to the Jews, but to the Gentiles. Remember, Paul's specific mission was to take the gospel to the Gentiles. And Jesus would be believed on in the world that we live in. There are many folks who believe in Jesus. There are many folks who don't believe in Jesus, unfortunately. But Jesus has been preached. He has been taught. And they have that opportunity of choice. And then he was received up to glory. The tomb could not hold him. And today, where is he? Today, he sits at the right hand of the Father, So this mystery that Paul talks about here is really the gospel in a nutshell, or we might even say it's the entire life of Jesus in a a nutshell. Talks about his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension. We do not serve a dead savior, but a risen one. And that is great news. Thanks for being here. See you next time.